time it is we can let down our hair the moon is high and we are lunatics now it's deep into safe harbor it's dark 30 i'm vance pollock on behalf of joshua p warren and now is the time you should turn off your radio if you don't want to hear some potentially outrageous material because this is when we kick back down a shot of hard liquor and try to have some fun and I'll be your creepy guide across this river sticks. Ding, ding. Abandon all hope, sir. My business is keeping the boys warm. In the studio with producer Sam the Animal Steel and investigator Shelley Wright of Wright's Coin Shop and Nevermore Mystical Arts. We talked a little bit about the uh, candle business. Let's talk a little bit about the coin business, Shelley. What's going on next door? Lots and lots is going on next door. Just just lots of cars pulling up. Uh, everybody's selling everything. So now's the time. If you want something really good, if you want something good for your collection, if you want something good to uh, uh, give away for Christmas, uh, now's the time to come. Yeah. I see lots of new stuff out in the cases. They have a brand new case they put out. I Yeah, they've been reworking some stuff. But, oh, yeah good stuff it's a very shiny room folks you can almost go blind you better wear sunglasses when you walk into wright's coin shop sometimes because the cases are just full of gold silver and gold silver and gold is burl ives i guess would would put it, it beautiful beautiful stuff and who doesn't love just the art of the coin. I mean, uh, that's something that I always have paid attention to. A lot of people are like, well, I I would like to collect coins that are silver and gold, and that's the only way they really think about it. But there are people out there that maybe they haven't collected since they were a kid, but they need to renew the appreciation for coins because there's so many beautiful designs. And one thing that's interesting on, like, the silver ounces, there are new designs that i never never knew about Mm -hmm. uh you know they're coming out with custom designs i guess some of these mints they can they can do all sorts of custom designs and uh there's just some beautiful art on these coins they really are so if folks want to check in with wright's coin shop uh, are they free to say you're looking for something in particular or is is it okay to call somebody up there uh, at the shop and, and be like, say, do you have any? Oh yeah. Fill in the blanks. They, exactly. They'll do that for you. They'll do that. And if there's something in particular that you're that they they really want and they want a phone call, if if it happens to come in, just kind of a courtesy call, they'll do that too. And they probably have a pretty good network. I mean, beyond. I mean, everybody everybody can go online and shop for coins and everything. But being an established uh, outfit with you know over 40 years in the business they kind of have a grapevine don't they if you're yeah. looking for something pretty unique or or hard to find mm-hmm. they can probably put word out on the grapevine keep a want list for you they probably could definitely do that but you really you really want to be careful where you go and get your coins mm-hmm. you know you really you really want to make it you know rights coin shop 
Yeah, but they deal with reputable people all over the place. Like you were saying, Greg uh, gets shipments of coins from out in the Pacific Northwest somewhere. Yeah. That's where he got that one. Uh, you know the uh, the medallion. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that was yeah that he ended up throwing in the river. Exactly, right? <laughs> I did write a column on that. Um, exactly, exactly. But you know, a lot of people you're saying a lot of people will go online and buy their coins. You do That's, not no. want to do that. No, you don't know what you're getting, Mm-mm. and uh, you're probably getting ripped off. You probably if the truth are. be told. So uh, deal with a local reputable uh, outfit. That's Wright's Coin Shop. What's the phone number down there, Shelley? Eight two eight two nine eight five four zero two. What's the hours? Monday through Friday from ten thirty until five thirty, okay. and they are not open on the weekends. Not open Saturday or Sunday, Mm-mm. but Nevermore is open on Saturday. Nevermore is open from twelve to four on Saturday. Okay. Just a short afternoon shift for Nevermore on Saturday, but Wright's Coins just Monday through Friday. But they do stay open until 5.30. So mm-hmm. if there's there's people in South Asheville that get out of work around 5, they got time to hop over there mm-hmm. uh, briefly, just uh, stick their head in and see. I mean, in 10 or 15 minutes at Wright's Coin Shop, uh, you can you fill your brain with all sorts of wonderful Christmas ideas. Uh, so... <laughs> This has absolutely nothing to do. I want to draw the line between <laughs> between uh, Wright's Coin Shop and some of the behavior we're going to hear about this hour, Dark 30. Uh, here's a woman uh, from Polk County, Florida, who was arrested for DUI on a horse. <laughs> 53-year-old woman additionally charged with animal neglect for failing to provide proper protection for the horse, which was being ridden in the road, in the middle of the road, placing it in jeopardy of being injured or killed. According to the affidavit, they responded to the area following a report by a passerby who said Byrne appeared appeared confused and possibly in danger. Uh, she had an odor of alcohol, red watery eyes, and staggered. A field sobriety test was conducted, and she was subsequently arrested for DUI, uh, I read on here and see that I I know the neighborhood. <laughs> it's kind of like uh, Cumbie to Lakeland, Florida, is kind of like Hazelwood to to Waynesville. <laughs> it's the Hazelwood of uh, yeah Lakeland, and it does not surprise me. There is a lovely photograph of this woman. Uh, it looks like she did not. Uh, have her dentures in when she was <laughs> arrested for DUI on a horse. Um, I, I'm, yeah, this one kind of makes me wince. Um, a 19 year old man from Chicago shot himself in the penis after allegedly holding up a Southside hot dog stand. Um, he won't be going home when he's released from the hospital. Uh, he remained at the hospital recovering from his injuries, missing a bond hearing at the criminal courthouse uh, on two counts of armed robbery, according to the Chicago Sun-Times. Um, he was arrested not long after he was found slumped on the steps of a home across the street from a uh, restaurant in the West Pullman neighborhood uh, of Chicago. They say he, uh, he robbed a at gunpoint uh, 
this restaurant at 6 a.m. on Halloween. Ramen, a hot dog stand on Halloween, that's what you get. Uh, he was uh, unable to run further because of the pain of a self-inflicted gunshot wound suffered when he tried to adjust the 38 caliber pistol in his waistband as he ran off after robbing the Maxwell Street Express. Uh, the attorney said he pulled the gun out, demanded cash from two employees, pressed the gun a barrel to the head of a 39-year-old employee, and then uh, when he stuck the gun back into his waistband, uh, he dropped some of the cash that he had stolen. When he bent over to collect the cash, the gun went off, and he he staggered out of the store and across the street. That's that's instant karma. Dumbass. <laughs> instant karma gonna get ya. Sam, what are uh, what are the deets on on your next one there? You got something we need to know about? Well, in the same vein, mm. the same main <laughs> vein, so to speak. Oh, this guy uh, was uh, celebrating his last night as a free man, and it kind of went uh, went south. Uh, he was an Egyptian man, got shafted. Oh no! The day before his wedding. Uh, now, apparently, um, a tradition in uh, Arab and Middle Eastern uh, countries uh, for weddings is a celebratory gunfire. Okay. Well, uh, over here, I mean, in the South, you know, you hear that sometimes, too. You know, like some, yeah. woo, pop, pop, pop. Well, maybe not in a hotel room <laughs> in, in New York City. Um, well, he, um, he, he was, uh, they were celebrating in a hotel, and uh, one of his guests at the stag party accidentally shot him in the genitals. Uh, and the guest was firing off at celebration. Ended up mangling the groom, hitting him in the penis, thigh, and hand. And then he took off, fled the scene, and he was arrested. Reigns unclear whether or not the wedding had to be called off. I'm going to say probably. Or at least the honeymoon. Probably. Yeah, put the honeymoon mangled, mangled genitals. I mean, that's a great, I mean, right there, guys, if you're needing a reason. That's, that's a, that's a if good If you're excuse. needing a metal band name, Mangled Genitals. It's uh, not as good as Morbid Gump. <laughs> Morbid Gump is, is pretty good. Mangled Genitals, I mean, it's a little hackneyed. Yeah. It, there's probably 15 bands called Mangled Genitals out there, but, you know, every every state can, can I mean, have And then, uh, I mean, on sort of uh, the same thing before we hit this break here, um, in uh, Berlin, a young man detained by police during a drunken argument in Germany was found to be carrying a baby python in his pants. I think it was a baby python. Uh, police in Darmstadt said the 19-year-old was detained on Tuesday night after a loud argument with another man disturbed residents. That, it happens, you know. He was searched, and they noticed a significant bulge in his trousers. Significant. A signi- it's a, they said it's a baby python, but, you know, significant. He told uh, officers that he had a snake in his pants. I've used that line before myself. <laughs> and pulled out a 30 Five centimeter for all of you who ain't down with the metric system. That's fourteen inch baby king python. Uh, he was taken to the police cell to sober up. Snake was put in a box. They were looking for the owner and examining whether the non-species appropriate transport violated animal protection laws. Um, I imagine the penalties for that could be rather severe. I don't know. <laughs> Did I'm, we learn try, anything I'm, from that? I don't know. I'm trying to think of the line from why? Why? I mean, it wasn't at the airport. He was like at a party or something. Or like, why does he have a snake in his pants? I guess if you're gonna be <laughs> transporting a baby king python, you know, I mean, in your your area might be a good place for it to blend in. Maybe 
I don't know. I don't know. I'm just thinking out loud here, just bandying about ideas. Yeah, name or identify this quote. What you have here is a fine example of pure Alabama black snake, but it ain't too beaucoup. Um, shoot. Full metal jacket. Oh, I was I was gonna say um uh that Paul Newman movie where he ate the eggs. <laughs> The Paul Newman, not the Cloris Leachman no, movie, where she was pursued the by the hearse. Leachman movie in a hearse. <laughs> it's speaking of strange. It's going to get more morbid, more gross. Uh, so you've been warned. Tune out now. Coming back to ring the bell again after, after the break. swear that half the people at least on the dark 30 segments uh must have had part of their brains removed i don't know what some of these people were thinking uh very often you can blame it on drugs or alcohol or both but some of it you just got to blame on completely stupid or downright crazy get this shelly this is this is disgusting this is going gene Florida Florida man claims corpse is blow-up doll made with human flesh, police say. Florida man arrested Friday after he claimed a body that was found in his room was a life-size blow-up doll made with human flesh and not a dead woman. Uh, The man, 32 years old, was charged with with abusing a dead human body after Miami-Dade police said they found a decomposing corpse with its stomach gutted in his closet. Police arrived at the home of his mother Friday evening after she called the police to notify notify them of a foul odor coming from her son's bedroom. Police said they found a badly mutilated body covered in sheets in the closet. The paper uh, reported that they said a decomposed leg was sticking out from the sheet. Ooh, his mother told police that her son's girlfriend often stayed with her son when questioned by police. 
He said he hadn't seen his girlfriend in five months. Police took a closer look at the woman's body and found a large laceration across her stomach and found that several of her organs were missing. Uh, They said they found the organs outside in a garbage can next to the home. He denied killing the woman and insisted that the body was not real. Uh, He insisted that anything found in his room was from the Internet. Pending the medical examiner's report, we'll know which way the investigation will go. Uh, As of Monday, he had not been charged with murder, but police said it was not off the table. Apparently, they hadn't identified it as his girlfriend yeah that that's just a unwholesome story and that's fox news so that's pretty legit but that's uh gross you got anything to follow follow the uh the corpse in the closet story there sam oh i'm sure i can (laughs) um uh, you caught me a tad off guard here no that's that's all right give me just a sec uh um well, how about how about a mom with a, a kiddie pool on the roof of her minivan, and her nine-year-old son up there holding it down? Yeah, yeah, she was arrested for child endangerment. Uh, Wisconsin mother is facing a felony charge for endangering her nine-year-old son for strapping him to the roof of her minivan. Another motorist spotted her and called 911. The caller told emergency operator she saw the 28-year-old uh, woman driving her minivan flashers going with a little boy on top holding down a kiddie pool. The caller followed the minivan driver until she stopped and took the kid and the pool off the top of the van. When police arrived, she told them she thought it was okay because her father used to let her do things like that when she was that age. She said the boy was only on top of the van for a short time, maybe 20 or 30 seconds. She said she only did it because she had no other way to strap the pool down, so she had her son climb on top of the van and hold it down. I, Unfortunately, I know stupid people like that. I remember uh, being put in the back of a pickup truck uh, to hold down a a sheet of plywood (laughs) and the wind getting under it and uh, pulling me and the plywood out into the... You flew road. out with it? Yeah, oh, that wasn't good. Well, 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 we weren't going that fast. It was on a dirt road, but it was it was kind of scary flying out of the back of a truck on a sheet of plywood. I flew over Smoky Park Highway on a inflatable rock um, uh, Zeppelin type thing. It was like a <laughs> big promotional blow-up balloon. Yeah. And some wind caught it at a remote one day. So I was running down there, and it carried the generator with it, which weighed like a good 60 pounds or something with gas, and it Whoa. lifted it up, anything all the way blowing it across Smoky Park Highway, and I jumped on it, took me up with it, and oh. I was like, this was a bad idea. You were airborne across air- Smoky Park Highway? I didn't Highway? go all the way across, but it was it lifted up before I even got to it, and it flew over a truck. Oh, with, my word. With the fan blower and the frickin' um, Gener- generator. <laughs> it was very smokes. windy. It was a poor idea. Here's yeah. one. This man, the Japanese really got us beat in a number of ways. Um, and their educational system, I think, is is they're doing some stuff that maybe we should look into. It's more fun to learn okay. over there. Because in spite of Japan's legendary cleanliness, or maybe because of it, they, Japanese, the Japanese love a good poo joke, okay? So back this spring, uh, this publishing company over there, they, they dropped this. Um, it's called the Unko Kanji Drill, or the Poop Kanji Drill. It's a series of educational texts filled with exercises to help young kids learn kanji, Japan's most complex writing system. It's very difficult, through poo-related example sentences. 
Okay. Uh, they quickly became bestsellers, with over 2.76 million copies printed so far, just to keep up with demand. Now, it, it, they, you can see this picture here, um, capitalizing on that popularity. Unko Sensei, that's Professor Poop, uh, that's the series mascot, now has his own line of candies, and they look like little turds. <laughs> that's how you teach kids. You have a Professor Pooh lollipop. Unko. I, I, I feel like I learned a, a little... Uh... Yeah, I'm feeling multicultural now, this here. This is huh? where it gets a little uh, heady here, because since Unko Sensei, Professor Poop, is himself an uh, anthropomorphized swirl of poo, this means that the manufacturer is essentially encouraging his customers to eat poo. Mm. Wrap your head around that, Vance. No, I, I I don't know. Is it any worse than the, the poo emoji that's, that's everywhere. Kinda everywhere? I mean, you see it on uh, the post-it notes, pillows. I almost bought a poo emoji pillow. It was on sale. Yeah, well, kids are amused by the naughtiness of, of uh, potty jokes and well, stuff. So, so are we. It, yeah, if finally it gets the kids learning to write that uh, that difficult language, which, I mean, maybe we should use poo to teach kids cursive here because that's a dying art. I, they're they're I, not I, even teaching cursive in, the, in some I'm of the classrooms. I'm 41, anymore. and I don't know how to write cursive. What? You never had to learn no, it in I, school? No, I, I learned it. I was never oh, good yeah. at it. Okay. But I always like chose. I would always do like a cursive S and then like a written A, M. I, was, I, I print more than, I, than cursive. or It's kind of a weird I could never do amalgam. the C. Yeah. Do you think you would have uh, learned cursive uh, more, I don't know, with I, more enthusiasm? No, had had poop stupid. somehow been involved? No, probably not. It was just dumb. I mean, back when you learned cursive, you had that big fat paper. That was kind of cool. It looked like, you know, a racetrack or something, you know, like the big wide. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. That, that, them were the good old days. But in Japan, good old uh, Unko well, Sensei. Well, Unko Sensei Steel over here. Um, <laughs> okay, have you ever been, like, you ever been to New York or something? Like the big city, yeah, yeah, and you got to go to the bathroom. It's it's horrible because there's like nowhere to go. Like, uh, you know, you, if you if you're in the know, I mean, a lot of people go to the Starbucks, but they, you know, the Starbucks they're cracking down on that. If you know, like uh, the H and M or you know, a clothing store might have a place in the changing room area or something. But it's hard to find a bathroom in the city. You have to be a paying customer. Okay, and now they're taking it another level. Like they're getting. Uh, our information is getting involved. Like, I don't need all my personal information to be stolen just to take a leak. But that's what's happening. Silicon Valley has reinvented the pay toilet. Now you're going to have to use an app to get in, yielding metadata to the powers that be. Uh, yield the who, what, when, where, and why of your BMs. Well, good to go is the app, and it's the crappiest startup yet. Get it? Uh. Get it? Well, their turd key solution, get it? <laughs> Is free right now. You can download it. It won't do you a whole lot of good here as it's not live. But in New York, it is right now, and it's spreading to San Francisco as well. They say it's app hell. You need an app or a printed QR code to use the bathroom. So if you're at a coffee shop and you got to go, uh, basically you'd go to the barista, and they would like you would scan this code, and then that would get you your phone would then unlock the door of the bathroom. But who knows what other information could be taken or, uh, you know, hackers like who are already preying upon uh, open Wi-Fi networks and coffee shops. You know, they say that the next big um, thing of um, 
stealing stuff like um, uh, was it? Yeah, the, identity those attacks, theft. Yeah, the, right. the attacks, um, like denial of service attacks. Those are all coming now from like the Internet of Things, like light bulbs and door locks and bathroom door co- stuff like that, where they can get into systems via, you know, like home ovens and dishwashers have apps on them now and stuff. It's not paranoia if they really are. Oh, that's out true. To get that's you. totally true. Yeah. Man, uh, I I don't I don't like that. Here in the mountains, we don't have that yet. We're still good old fashioned people who don't need an app to pee. And we like our privacy. We want to do it off the back porch, if and we, nobody fucks at us. <laughs> it's speaking of strange. Are you disgusted yet? You we'll try again. Stick around. <laughs> Nobody wants to be in a British jail. Nobody wants to be in British jail. We should have had a British jail story, but things just didn't work out that way. But somebody somebody did go to jail, and it's a follow-up. It's a Dark 30 follow-up. You remember uh, the the mystery man who was uh, sending strippers to perform on his neighbor's porch uh, at all hours? Yeah, well, the Nebraska man who sent prostitutes to strip on the neighbor's porch oh, was yeah, sentenced yeah. to prison. Four years in prison for uh, sending uh, prostitutes to his neighbor's porch dozens of times over a three-year period. Uh, the Omaha uh, Herald reports that the 45-year-old man was sentenced on Friday in Douglas County Court after pleading no contest to pandering. Uh, authorities say he uh, hired prostitutes to bear their breasts and strip on his neighbor's porch while he watched from his house. A family with two small children reported that women had shown up as many as 75 times since 2013, exposing themselves and sometimes kicking the door and yelling for payment. Uh, the man has also been indicted in federal court for possession 
of child pornography. Okay, and faces up to 20 years in prison if convicted for that. I was kind of on that guy's side until the last note there. And boy, is your face red. Mm. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know. We, I think we had the discussion before. If he was paying in advance with his credit card to send strippers over on to the neighbor's porch to do their thing, I don't see where that's uh, – well, I mean, it's it's naughty, but uh, it's not – doesn't seem like a prison-worthy offense. But apparently he was just phoning them in like pizza parallels. Huh. People will try and send a uh, pizza to the neighbor that they don't like down the street. And we still get those sort of calls. You can almost tell when it's a, a sounds like a teenager or a young person's voice, and you can hear their friends giggling. And they ask for anchovies or they ask for weird stuff. Why is it when people want to send a phony pizza order, they want to put weird stuff on it? Maybe it's just they so that, that if the pizza is successfully delivered, that the people that get it won't want it because they just put a bunch of gross stuff on Hold there. Hold the anchovies. <laughs> like we're just throwing anchovies yep. on everything. If you don't ask specifically... For no anchovies, you'll, so you'll, you'll never, get them on everything. You'll never they come get on everything. the anchovies. Sir, the anchovy is in the crust. The, the dough is actually made from anchovies. Did you see, um, uh, speaking of pizza parallels, did you see this thing about uh, Papa John's uh, being forced to tell racists not to eat its pizza? What? Yes. Uh, it's never a good day uh, for your brand, perhaps, when uh, your PR spokesperson is crafting a statement ordering racists to stop eating or enjoying its pizza. But that's sort of what has happened to Papa John's. Um, so it's it kind of it, it's a deep story, but basically it goes something like this. Papa John uh, Sh- um, Schnatter. I always thought his name was uh, something different, but it's Schnatter. Schnatter. Papa John Schnatter. Uh, he had pulled his company's ads from the NFL because he did not like um, the protesting players taking a knee. He said that it was hurting Papa John's sales. So um, they, uh, you know, he, he was like, I don't want to advertise. I don't agree with that. Well, the alt-right or the white supremacist groups have now claimed Papa John's as the official pizza of the alt-right. <laughs> and so he, you know, like... He, I may, I guess he probably did not ask for that. And uh, but it, on the thing, it, it was uh, it says complete with a picture of a pizza with a bunch of pepperonis on it in the shape of a swastika. <laughs> uh, now, <laughs> so the the chain had to issue uh, the statement the other day. It says we condemn racism in all forms and any and all hate groups that support it. We do not want these individuals or groups to buy our pizza. What weird times. We're we're in Vance, shall we? Yeah, well, I mean, that's a little more specific than some of these uh, people saying, uh, well, there's there's a lot of musicians uh, who have said, we don't want Trump supporters at our concerts, blah, blah, blah. I think a lot of that's just you know, running hmm. their mouth. A, a lot okay. of that's for show. But, yeah, for for a restaurant chain to say we don't want armed gangs of neo-nazis coming into our establishments one thing but to say that people with unpopular opinions shouldn't eat well i don't think they're saying they shouldn't eat but they're saying like hey you know maybe say we don't like really domino's is the official pizza or whatever <laughs> don't use our name i think it's what, 
Check this. The out. official pizza of the outright. As a music lover that you are, what do you think about this? It really perturbed me the other day. I saw uh, it was on Saturday at a Perfect Circle show. Um, Sixty plus people were ejected, kicked out of the show, and uh, I was like, I, you know, were they fighting? Was there like a violent pit or something? No, they were they were ejected from the show for taking pictures. Come on. Using their camera phones, Mater James Keenan has a very strict policy in Tool, a perfect circle, and Pussifier, or whatever, of no phone, you know, not using your camera whatsoever. If uh, any of the crew or security sees you using your camera, filming, you're ejected. And they he's, he justifies this by saying, it. we have signs up. You know, now I get it in a stand-up comedian kind of way. Like, you know, a lot of stand-ups these days, when you go see the show, you give them your phone. They put it in a locked bag at the front <laughs> yeah. because that way you're not, like, you know, videotaping and uploading their uh, material that they're right. working That's on. Right, sort and of plus, proprietary, you're in a uh, small, intellectual property. You're in a small room, you know, it's, but you're at a rock concert, and these people are fans. If you go to an arena show... You've paid, you know, how much to park. You paid $80 a ticket, in this case, to go see a perfect circle. You want to have a picture of Maynard James Keenan, you know, uh, and he's going to kick you out. He's going to kick his own fans well, out. That really pissed me off. Like, I I don't know. I could uh, deal Ma- with it. You're Maynard's, making money. You're, you're, Maynard's a pretty I hardcore dude. I don't yeah, like he, him. He's a jerk, yeah. But, I mean, I think people should know that policy and abide by it. Mm. I thought you would have sided with me, Vance. I, I I don't think that they should have been ejected. They had paid for their tickets. I mean, I think uh, there would have been other ways to deal with it. But uh, you know, I just I think that um, that it's just not cool. I like it when um, people appreciate their fans, and I, it, I you know I understand where he's coming from. It's have, like, hey, have you seen the Mark? Have you seen the Marky Ramon uh, <laughs> cell phone swatter? Oh, you'll love it. It's I, one of, oh, one of my did, favorite yes. videos, yeah, Marky Ramone cell phone swatter. It's just a drumstick with a 45 record glued to it. And you swat people's cell now, phones. Let me throw this out there, too, because uh, this goes perfectly with um, musicians I dislike. Uh, Bob Dylan. Uh, another one of those people who, like, when I've worked his shows several times, we're not even allowed to. They corral us like animals. I- I'll join you on the Bob we're Dylan. We're not even allowed I'll, to I'll look. I'll join you on that hate wagon. I don't want to look at Bob Me Dylan. Too. Don't want to look at him, so I'm not going to try. <laughs> well, get this. This story is, it's weird, man. It's really, really strange. Okay, so um, Bob Dylan, apparently when he's out on tour, he um, likes to watch comedy movies on his bus. A lot of times, like, black and white, like, slapstick, old kind. I can picture Bob Dylan watching, like, Buster Keaton movies or something. Right. Well, uh, so he's always on hotels. He's got to pass the time. He grew obsessed with, uh, you know, the slapstick and comedy, like Jerry Lewis and stuff. Well, because he's Bob Dylan, he can get in touch with anybody he wants. He's, like, gets in touch with Larry Charles, uh, co-creator and uh, head writer of Seinfeld. And uh, this is back in, I think, like, 02. And uh, he was writing for Curb Your Enthusiasm at the time. And he's like, hey, hey, Larry, I want, what do you, I want a Pence TV series. Uh, and so Larry Charles is like, you want to you, you write a TV series, a comedy TV series? So he says that he took the uh, meeting with Bob Dylan because it would be a great story. Like, I got to meet Bob Dylan. We had talked about this. So listen to this. This is where it gets really weird. So the two meet, and Bob Dylan provides Larry Charles with a box of writings, like a very ornate wooden box. 
picture Bob Dylan in this ornate wooden box. Okay. And he opens it, and there's like scraps of paper in there with like a word written on it or maybe like a half of a sentence. And he dumps it onto the counter, and he's like, I don't know what to do with these. And so Larry Charles is like, okay. And now he's like, and this is very odd. So he's like, let's, let's, write a script, let's write a script, and we'll pitch it to HBO. They can't say no. You're Bob Dylan. If you come with me to the meeting, they can't say no because you're Bob Dylan. So Bob Dylan, Larry Charles, roll up to the HBO offices, present this pitch, right? Bob Dylan's wearing a black duster. He's wearing black sunglasses, a black cowboy hat, black boots. There's no laughing. He's staring out the window in all black, just like very melancholy as the HBO guys are reading the script. You can picture this, can you <laughs> yeah. not? Yeah, oh yeah. And they're like, all right, Bob, well, um, we think we, we're gonna, we're gonna give you an A-OK on this. You know, we're gonna, you're gonna, he was gonna star in this sitcom as well. A slapstick sitcom on HBO that Larry Charles co-wrote. And after they said that you're good to go, he's like, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't like slapstick comedy. And he left. He walked out of the room. <laughs> Larry Charles ended up taking what they had written and parlayed it into uh, something similar but different. And he won like an award for it at um, uh, Cannes or something back in like 03. Um, some indie movie. The, the <laughs> but can you totally picture that? Like that he, he Bob Dylan would just be like, you know, this is what I want to do. I'm all about it. All about it. And then he's like, I don't want to do it anymore. That is so bizarre. That I, is... I want to know what was written on the, the pieces of scrap paper. I'd just be like, sandwich! <laughs> Mosquito! Oh, yeah, I can imagine... Uh... <laughs> I can imagine Bob Dylan playing like the Kramer character. He just shows up in the room and everybody's like, Bob. Hey. Hey, dumps out a box of scraps of paper. When you got that, you got that loo. Yeah, that's so bizarre. It's just, uh, yeah, surreal. Celebrity will do that to people, I suppose. It's uh, speaking of strange winding down the dark 30 i saved a couple of the best for last and we'll hear them when we get back after this break
Just when I thought our chance had passed You go and save the best for last Sometimes the very thing you're looking for Is the one thing you can't see Sometimes the snow comes down in two Sometimes the sun goes round the moon Just when I thought our chance had passed You went and saved the best for last Save the best for last Yeah! Speaking of strange, dark 30, winding it down, yeah. Last time we taped a show, uh, we had Josh's uh, interview with Stu Phillips. That was some pretty good stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I went back and uh, listened to that one again. Uh, Stu is just a, a national treasure. Stu Pot. I like when these uh, guys uh, who have really contributed to the pop culture in such a huge way, they're not household names. I kind of think that's an enviable position to be in, beside the fact that he's he's probably getting amazing royalty checks <laughs> on a regular basis. But, uh, yeah, to be able to say, yeah, I wrote the theme to Knight Rider, he was just rather nonchalant about it, you know. Uh, and he he worked, he, yeah, he got the synths into, uh, into TV music quite early. You know, he was ahead of the curve. Yeah. Innovator Stu Phillips, that was uh, the last... Show you can go into the uh, Speaking of Strange archives, the podcast Speaking of Strange dot com. See that little uh, podcast title down there. Click that. Go down there and check out that Stu Phillips interview. That's the feature hour. The last time we taped a couple weeks ago, we missed a couple of weeks in here. Anyway, uh, we got a, a few more. We got the last of the Dark Thirty roundup for you, and the photo is the one that really sold me on this story. But um, yeah, I think I think the headline will read uh, pretty well. Uh, knife-wielding man with porn magazine armor reportedly arrested after attempting to stab neighbor. And they have a, a photograph of this gentleman's midriff, and he has he is stacked, he is layered like a couple of playboys and hustlers and everything around his body, and taped them to himself. With uh, duct or electrical and tape, he's doing that to smuggle it into where? No, he he's he he apparently was just creating armor oh. for himself so he could go into a knife fight. Oh, uh, well, that's not a bad. That's Clint Eastwoody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a knife would not penetrate those porn magazines uh he was arrested sunday after reportedly showed up to his former neighbor's house armed with knives and pornographic magazines taped to his chest i would use a phone armor looking for a fight yeah police said he uh had an ongoing disagreement with his neighbor and uh he reportedly thought uh, the neighbor had gotten him kicked out of a mobile home park in the county um in the county things came to a head when he showed up and yelled, "Come on out and get Come on out and get some!" And uh, he was reportedly holding a, a two knives with two more secured at his waist, and he also had a large weight attached to a lanyard, uh, and it created a man-made armor of sorts comprised of adult magazines. It wasn't going anywhere fast. Taped to his body. There you go. Uh, to me, it just seems like. You got to take that tape off if he survives the knife fight. Then you've ruined the magazine. 
Uh, here's some, some duh statements, uh, quotes from the sheriff. He appeared to be intoxicated, intoxicated somewhat. Check. <laughs> uh, when the, uh, he did comply when the police, uh, ordered him at gunpoint to the ground, uh, and he was holding the knives in both hands. Uh, whenever the deputy confronted him, they, uh, hauled him off, charged him with, uh, uh, yeah, assault, uh, possession of an offensive weapon and assault with a dangerous weapon. Possession of an offensive weapon? Yeah. Was it like, was it like I, that's, ugly, that ugly might be a, in that the magazine? Might be, or, uh... <laughs> that might be a Oklahoma thing or something. If he, could, if he made it into the jail with the magazines, though, that's currency, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can definitely trade on those, but uh, that may be where he's going. Some ramen. That is oh, the currency. That's the currency of prison, in case you did not know. Ramen. Yeah, it, it, they don't have cigarettes in there anymore. Do mm-hmm. they? Do they do like a? Have has vaping made it into the jails? I'm into sure. The prisons it, I'm now? sure it has. Um, actually, I read an article about in Canada there was um, criminals that were getting arrested on purpose to go to jail because they could make so much more money inside than they could out. Like uh, uh, a con- like a thumb sized condom's worth of uh, tobacco. Would sell for like fifty five, seventy five dollars. Wow! Yeah, so they were making way more money being locked up, and then when they got out, they'd have all this money. <laughs> that about wraps it up for speaking of strange, uh, dark thirty hour. I will throw this one at you: food for thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, eat your veggies. A worried resident in Germany alerted police to what he thought was a World War II bomb in his garden. Officers rushed over and found a particularly large. Zucchini. (laughs) That's going to do it for us. Thanks, Joshua P. Warren. Thanks, Brian Hall. Thanks, Mobius. Thanks, Josh Dindy. Thanks, Aaron Lovin. Thanks, all you good listeners. Let's do it again soon. Stay strange.